Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 17th, 2018. And we have a bigger slate for tomorrow. We have some good options. There's a game being played in Puerto Rico. So let's start with that. Corey Kluber is pitching. It's going to say in Minnesota, but the game's not actually in Minnesota. So what do we know about the park factor for this, Matt? And what do you think of the matchup for Kluber? Well, we don't know very much about the park factors. Uh, We know it's going to be pretty warm, and we know that the dimensions of the stadium look pretty neutral. It's 325, uh, 325 feet down the left and right field lines, 404 to center. And, I mean, that sounds like pretty standard for most stadiums. Um, I think we should just call this a neutral park, which is better than most stadiums right now because it's cold at most places this time of year. Um, so kind of just ignore the park factors, but maybe a slight boost to hitting. Yes, yeah, so Kluber definitely is the top it, uh, top option on the slate for me. The, the Twins aren't necessarily an easy matchup, except I think one thing that is going to help here is people might look at Kluber and say, oh, on the road, road matchup, but but not really. It's, it's a road game for both teams. So neutral ballpark. Also, I, I did look up the altitude for where the park is located, and that's not really a significant factor. So it's not going to be something where like it's going to be played in like a Coors Field type atmosphere where the ball's flying all around the place. So Kluber, I think, is a really good target to pay up for. Uh, I think Otani is interesting at ten thousand nine hundred, especially because we have cheap offenses that are rosterable. I think where the discussion gets difficult is. Would you rather roster Otani at 10,900 or Patrick Corbin at 9,800? And I'll say for me, it's Otani at 10,900. What do you think, Matt? Um, I'm on Corbin, actually. I think he's the better play in an easier matchup. Um, He's actually been better than Otani by basically every measure so far this year. So Otani is looking at 12.5 Ks per nine, 1.4 walks per nine. Corbin's at 14.2 Ks per nine and two walks per nine. They've both been really, really good, but the matchup is definitely easier for Corbin against the Giants than it is for Otani against the Red Sox. Um, there's certainly a case for both of them, and I probably want exposure to both of them, but I, I'm leaning Corbin right now. Corbin has been really good so far this year. Um, I lean a little bit more towards Otani just because, to me, and the other thing also is that, I mean, we're looking at such small sample size of them in terms of their numbers this year. But to me, I believe more in Otani being a top-line starter than Patrick Corbin just because Corbin hasn't been good the last couple of years, whereas Otani came over with all the hype, and he was bad in spring training, but he's been so good to start the season that if you're to ask me who's more likely to continue pitching at the current level they're at right now, it would be Otani for me over Corbin. Um, I definitely think both are worth rostering. Um, I think my three favorite pitchers on the slate are Kluber, Otani, and Corbin. Is there anybody cheaper than that that you want to roster? There's one guy that stands out to me. Um, Well, I'm just kind of looking through some of these other options. I really don't have interest in anyone else near the high end. Um, Nick Pavetta and Mike Fultonavich are both pretty good strikeout pitchers, especially Pavetta. Uh, He's had a great start to the year, and it's kind of a neutral matchup for him. So I I think he's potentially interesting. Um, Same for Alex Wood. Uh, 8200 is kind of just a low price for him. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking at too. Yeah, Wood is uh Wood is a better pitcher than that. Um, but it is maybe a little bit tougher of a matchup against the Padres on the road than it would normally seem because they have hit lefties sort of well this year. I mean, at least uh, Villanueva has home runs against lefties, and Hunter Renfro is good against lefties, uh, and the park is like basically neutral now. So Alex Wood is probably a bit too cheap. I'd rather just spend up, but 
I think he's fine to use. Uh, probably prefer him to Nick Pavetta, and that's probably about it. Um, yes, I don't. I don't really think there's anyone else worth considering. Yeah. So for me, the reason Alex Wood is in play for me is uh, I do think it's just too cheap a price for him in that matchup. Like at worst, the Padres are probably a neutral matchup, but I really think that it's still a positive matchup just because they're going to strike out a lot against lefties. They don't have Will Myers right now. Uh, the other thing too that I think is weird. Ryu is 9,700 against the Padres tonight, and Wood is 8,200 against him tomorrow night. Wood is so much better than Ryu. So that, to me, is just like a weird pricing discrepancy. Yeah, I think that just speaks to how bad of a price there was for uh, Ryu for Monday night. Uh, because he probably should have been, I don't know, 7,000 or less, just because he's not very good overall. I mean, he does get some strikeouts. But yeah, Alex Wood is way better. I, I don't want to use him just because there's pricing value compared to what Ryu was, but... We, we both think he's too cheap, so I think we could just leave it at that. All right, so let's get into the offenses now. Um, uh, the thing is just spinning on my iPad right now. Uh, so I don't have the pricing in front of me right now as this loads. Who's your favorite offense to pay up for on the high end? Which offense do you think is the most expected run output? Um, I think it's kind of tough. I was looking to the Cubs and, and uh, Cardinals again because we were on them yesterday. It's the same pitching matchup, but the wind is actually supposed to be blowing in at Wrigley, so we kind of missed the day where the wind would be helping. Um, so after that, um, there are definitely a lot of good choices here. The Oakland A's might have the highest expected output. Uh, they're at home against Miguel Gonzalez. Wind is expected to be blowing out there, so that's potentially the highest expected output. Uh, I'm just kind of scanning for other picks. Um, that's probably going to be my favorite offense though, price wise. Um, the Rays against Matt Moore, I mean, not a ton of expected output, but they're really cheap. So good value on the Rays. Uh, just from pure run standpoint thing, though, I think one it's thing the thing I really like about the Rays is that you could build a Rays stack and very easily fit in whatever pitcher you want. So you could go Rays with Kluber Otani, Kluber Corbin, Otani Corbin, but the, the Rays, if you roster them and if they score, say, three runs tomorrow and it comes from the top of the lineup and both the high-end pitchers you roster do at least about what we expect them to do, that that's almost certainly a cashing lineup in GPPs. So I think that's a pretty good strategy to go just from a value standpoint. Yeah, rostering cheap offenses is definitely the way to go on this slate. Um, another cheap offense that isn't quite as cheap but still very affordable uh, the Reds in Milwaukee against uh, Junior Guerra. Um, Joey Votto's 4,400, but the next most expensive hitter is Billy Hamilton at 3,300. Um, so you can probably get them in. I'm just going to try to plug this in real quick. But Hamilton's 33, uh, Duvall's 3,000. Then uh, Jesse Winker, Scooter Jeanette are both 3,000 if they play. Uh, Jeanette should play. Jose Peraza, 2,900. Uh, you can fit in the top end pitchers with the Reds too. So I may actually prefer them to the Rays, but I certainly like both of those offenses for value. Uh, so there is one other, there's something we, we glossed over. I hate doing this when we go back because we were talking about him earlier. Trevor Cahill is expected to start for the A's tomorrow. And I don't think we could spend too much time talking on him right now just because we don't have enough information right now. Cahill was really good at the beginning of last season. He was really bad at the end of the season. This is his first start of the season, and it is a really strong matchup for him against the White Sox, except we don't know what kind of restrictions he's going to have. I think he's worth taking a punt on 
if we know that he's unrestricted. We just don't know if that's the situation right now. Yeah, I, I don't think I would roster him because there are good high-end choices, and there's cheap enough offense where I don't think we need the salary savings too much. Um, like, I don't I don't feel the need to go Kluber, Cahill, and then pay up for someone like... I mean, what expensive offense is in a really good spot? The A's, maybe, but... You can get the A's in if you use Kluber and Alex Wood, let's say. You don't you don't need to go all the way down to Cahill to do that. Um, I just don't see it being necessary to use that cheap of a pitcher to fit in an offense. No, I think that's fair. And I kind of doubt that Cahill is going to be unrestricted anyway. Uh, but I, I would put him into a couple of lineups if we find out that he's not restricted. But I don't really think that's going to be the case anyway. Yeah, and especially in A's stacks too, because that's the probably the most expensive offense that we're really targeting, and, and there's correlation there because he pitches for the A's. Um, so it probably makes a little bit of sense to do that if, uh, if we know that he's going to be on a starter's workload. So one other offense that I do think is worth considering is the Cleveland Indians against Jake Odorizzi. So, Odorizzi does have a 2.2 ERA this year, except he's a 4.1 FIP, a 4.97 XFIP. He's striking out less guys per nine innings this year. He's down to 7.16. He's walking a ton of guys. The ERA to me is pretty fluky. I don't think Odorizzi's going to be good this year. So, I, I think it's a good spot for the Indian, Indians offense, and I don't think a ton of people are going to be on them either. Yeah, well, you mentioned this before with Kluber. It looks like an away game because it's listed as an away game, but it's in Puerto Rico, so not an away game. Um, and they still get the boost of being the road team technically, so they get a guaranteed nine at-bats, which is definitely a problem when you have Corey Kluber on the mound. The Indians are very likely to be winning after eight innings, so if this were a home game, they actually would be very likely to only get eight at-bats, but this is an away game, they'll get nine, even though it's not actually on the road. It's it's a pretty strong spot for them, kind of by that alone, uh, but also, yeah, Odorizzi, not very good. Uh, maybe a hitter's park in Puerto Rico. We don't we, we don't really know, but they're a little bit cheap. I think, uh, yeah, it's probably, I prefer the A's on the high end, and they're going to be a little easier to fit, but uh, the Indians make sense too. Okay, so that is going to finish today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, G. Aaron DFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at Preaching Sense, and we'll be back for Wednesday's slate.